Since the dawn of time, man has reached to obtain that which seemingly lies just beyond his grasp. Reason, enlightenment, understanding. It is said that the game of basketball can provide this fulfillment, but only to those who devote themselves to its principles, to a higher purpose, to end smart basketball. On Sean's before. I've already been recording here. I knew it. Oh, I knew you were fucking Jesus up. Christ, Ed. No, Sean started. All right, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. We can, a, that was a we can work with it, Ed. It's fine. Do the countdown. Sean, so you're sitting outside right now. Is that what, what you're what you're saying? Be, because of your 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 living conditions are <laughs> have too much uh, too many narrow walls. Yeah, it would be ideal if I could hang like uh, that acoustic fabric on all the walls or something. You know, like a recording studio. <laughs> but uh, but short of that, it's like uh, echo chamber. Yeah. So uh, you know, we're out here. With the birds chirping and the sun shining and chainsaws buzzing in the background. Did those electrician guys? Did they finish that project? Was that was that a success? Uh, yeah. Look, at this there's a switch there, and there's like a bulb and stuff. Yeah, I mean, no, our, our listeners can't uh, see this obviously, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they got like done enough. I think they got enough done to where the guy like who hired them was like could see enough that he was dissatisfied and like told them not to come back and is going to get like someone else to do it but i think it's pretty good work like i don't know just different strokes to move the world yeah exciting yeah. stuff you uh you were telling us the uh basically you know you're still in india just want to make sure that's clear to everybody and i know we've been talking about this uh, amongst ourselves for for days now but um you're there for a few months uh, you mentioned that the whole country went on strike this week, yesterday. I don't know. Today? Yeah. Uh, today and yesterday is a big nationwide, well, is people just kind of nationwide about? strike in India. No, um, well, they're having tea. Uh, they're, they've oh, been, okay. like, doing... This. So not on strike. <laughs> yeah, well, that's tea. the irony. It's like everybody's working. I don't know. I think what it is is there's a church across the street, and since everybody's off work work, the church has, like, pulled them in to do some work on the church, like volunteer work. And they seem to have all stopped for tea. Uh, I don't know if you could pick that up, but yeah. Okay, so why is why is the country on strike? Can you give us a, a, quick, a quick rundown on that? Uh, I mean, the technical answer is uh, to protest their government constantly shifting policy to favor multinational corporations over citizens and workers. Um, so basically the same thing the smart labor podcast. Same thing that's going on in like every country in the world seemingly except in india they actually have the balls to try to do a little something about it that would be my comment yeah well that sounds that sounds like a pretty common a common theme across a lot of nations these days so uh you've got a later on uh, for you it's going to be this morning uh we're going to have a a guest on uh, ron ron gutterman ran ron yeah ron Ron. Uh, yeah ron gutterman yeah yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's he's a local I'm sorry not a local he's an Israeli uh, handball yeah former Israeli handball superstar okay sounds like a good name for a bowler that would be Ron a Gutterman. bad name for a bowler wouldn't it it would be ironic if he was really good uh, Ed you made me laugh that doesn't happen very often Ed's name is Ron's man no relation Ed also not no. Jewish. To be clear for our viewers, um, that that was established off pod a while. So that'll ago. be the that'll be our that'll be our little uh, little teaser for the for later on in the in the in the recording this this morning slash afternoon. Um, the other thing I was curious, you, you I, I remember Sean, you're uh, a regular to the. Uh... <laughs> Can we what? do the pod What's happening until here? Ed like actually falls asleep? Like we're just slowly like at some point he'll get in yeah. bed and be laying down, but have the phone on and turn the light out. Well, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what I was hoping for. I, I kind of was hoping for some dry. It's a good it's a good strategy for playing me in online poker. Dry that's content, what those guys know. It's like 
Oh, it's like 11.30. Ed is tired. He's going on tilt. He's going to go. He's going to push that all-in button. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I remember just, John, that you were a, a pretty pretty constant, uh, maybe not constant, but you've, you've attended you know, like a lot of musical uh, concerts and, and events uh, over your time uh, when you were living in, in Virginia, right? Yeah, a handful. Yeah. Okay, a handful. So you... but. So, so do that, does that kind of thing happen where you're at there? Is there, like, a local music scene? Can you go and, like, watch people play music? Actually, that's a guy never really crossed my mind, but, um, like, no. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah, there's not, like, well, first of all, there's no bars, which is pretty heavily tied in with the music scene. But, like, people in India love music. They're playing music on the radio and, like, the cars and trains and stuff. But, yeah, it's, like, where is the locals... I don't know. That's a good question. Where do they so there's no together? bars. Does that mean no one drinks? Is alcohol sort of not that... Uh, yeah, there's legal? a sign in the town that says no drinks, no drugs. Um, but, like, I mean, it happens, but it's like you don't talk about it. It's not in public. You kind of, like, keep it to yourself and hide it. I don't know. They don't really sell beer in the stores um, in this part of India. Uh, but I've seen, like, empty beer bottles tossed, like places and stuff so like you know it happens but uh yeah, the restaurants don't have beer and wine on the menu and yeah it's kind of like that the very religious area um the whole country's really religious when you're when you're in india but you can't get an india pale ale wow that's a good point i don't uh, yeah um you probably could somewhere but that that should be your protest, That's a British, John, since you're not... It's a British beer. Just like... It is. Yeah. Um, that, that could be your cause for protest, I don't, Sean, I don't since you're not... I don't feel the uh, need to succumb you, do, to the those type of vices right now. Do you consider yourself to be part of the Indian workforce? Uh, no, that would actually probably get me deported, since I'm here on a tourist visa. So, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I consider myself to be a part of no workforce. You're a freelancing daily fantasy writer. So, so let me just color a picture for you. So, so our listeners here, Sean's kind of milling around what appears to be people drinking tea. Are they looking at you and just kind of like laughing or what are well, they doing no, right now? If I go back out here, they'll once again be like, why is this guy talking on two cell phones at once? Um, so I'll try to like inconspicuously capture some. Okay, so local... yeah, that's good. What what about your? What's the Indian term for white guy? Like, like, like the version of gringo? Because I bet that's what they're calling you right now. Uh, no, they pretty much consider white people to be deities. Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta milk that. Even with yeah. the the British, the whole British thing, really. Uh. Yeah, that's a sore spot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if they start calling you colonizer, you need to watch out. Yeah, no, we're friends. They just invite me for tea and and uh, Italy and Italy. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I guess you don't have a British accent, so you're probably safe, safer. Yeah, nobody can understand anything I say anyway. So. You were yeah. you were mentioning the other day that you were uh, roasting some peanuts and you were going to come up with an an incredible recipe. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I want some feedback from Ed on this. I mean, I'm, I'm floating a few things around. Um, yeah, I mean, the base is like good sea salt. Uh, use some lime juice as an emulsifier. Uh, oh. Get that mixed in there. Coconut oil. But I'm wondering about using orange juice instead. And then the, it's a world of possibilities from there, like a little garlic, a little chili, uh, make like a nice savory one. And also, uh, I would like to get some nice honey and attempt to make honey roasted peanuts. It sounds simple, right? But I don't know if that's the actual recipe. Man, Just that sounds good right Honey now. and peanuts? I don't know. Just all that. All that sounds <laughs> any good. Of those, any of those, those, those recipes sound pretty good. You should definitely try them. And then, uh, and then just go ahead and just mail us half of it. Just, just drop think, it in the mail. I think you'd be safe with like some sea salt, some chili powder, some garlic powder, and some onion powder. If you can come across those. Yeah, I'm going to do like, I think I'm just going to try to roast the garlic myself and then mash it up in like a mortar and pestle is like my best chance. 
Um, I don't know. In Mexico, they just threw like whole roasted I want a picture of you doing that, please. Yeah, we'll put that. Yeah, we can do that for sure. I got the mortar and pestle already. It's like, yeah, it's a whole thing here. Pretty handy little device, really. Have you ever used one, Ed? Um, no, but is it basically like the, the thing that I would use to like muddle something into a drink, like a cocktail that I'd make? Is that what I'm picturing? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So maybe we could talk a little basketball for a minute. I, I was I was kind of going over some notes from our, our previous recordings, and the uh, one of the things we talked about was LeBron James, and, uh, and I want to say that he was injured right around the time where me and Sean talked last. And I, I, made, I made the the assertion that the Lakers would, would miss the playoffs. Um, they they were the four seed back then, and now they're, they're now they're the eight seed. So it's it's almost like I'm foreseeing the future here. I just want to point mm. that out. Um. Yeah, I haven't been keeping track of uh, the Lakers too much. I didn't realize that they were even as high as the four seed at one point. I was surprised as well. I knew they were like doing reasonably well, but I didn't think they were the four seed. But they were when I looked at it. I think they were they beat the uh, peaked at the four seed. So that's yeah. uh, that's where that little uh, trend ended once LeBron got hurt. And now they're the eight seed, and they're probably going to keep dropping as long as LeBron's not playing. Sure. So. Uh, Surely, I know. I know Ed probably doesn't have any, any additional uh, insight there, since he's he's probably busy uh, looking up some college basketball numbers, and nope. and Sean's nope. Sean's too busy uh, mulling over peanut recipes. So so surely not a lot of input there. But uh, well, I don't have any input. But I was texting with um, friend of the pod Tony Varga about the Milwaukee Bucks, and um, he has been he has been a long a long suffering um, Bucks fan. And now that the Bucks are really good, he said that he is bored by their style of play, even though they're what twenty-eight and twelve right now. What he what is the Bucks been... style of play exactly? Like, what does that mean? Like, what is the style of, of, of like what are the different styles in the NBA these days? Like, can you are there names for them? No, I don't know if you call. I mean, it's basically like layups and threes, and they kind of are doing what Houston's doing. No. But then, from what I could tell, is but when like Giannis has the ball. Then it's just like ISO, spread it out, and then let him take one dribble to the rim from three-point line. So um, I think I was reading a lot, though, about how Lopez is really kind of like the linchpin for them, which seems like a little scary that you need him to play well for you to go far. But I just find it comical that Tony Vargo has been hoping for the Bucks to do well, and now that they're doing well, he's bored by their style of play. I don't really know what to tell you there. So so that's that's a style that most most teams are going for these days, and I'm a little surprised that that's, like, kind of, I guess to your point, why he wouldn't want to be a successful team, because that's what all the successful teams are doing, is shooting right. layups and threes. So. Much to my... Much to my chagrin. Oh, so you're also um, in this in I, this wagon of, of disappointed no, basketball fans. I wouldn't call it disappointed. Um, I like that the Bucks doing well, but I just I'm disappointed in any league where a mid range jumper is not considered to be optimal um, for the style of play. Is there because I really enjoy that. What is the other style of play? Like that style of play sounds like the only reasonable style of play remaining in the NBA. And like, what's the other option? Mid mid range jumpers. Like, I mean, well, layups, I, threes, and I like ISO, your best player. That's been the recipe for success in the NBA for like 20 years now, right? I think the only thing I can think of is like high low. Like, uh, you're not really having like the big centers that are just sitting on the block anymore, like Shaq and some of those bigger centers that could make hay. So I think if you don't have like a floor stretching center, you're kind of screwed. So I. That would be, I guess, the alternative to it, which what would be the closest team that stuck to it? Maybe like Memphis? Yeah, who has a center in the NBA now? Like, is there a center left in the NBA? A true powerhouse center, like center. I think LaMarcus center. Aldridge uh, fits that bill, maybe. Or is he too mm-hmm. much of a, a three-point shooter, too? I, mean, I don't know how about his three-point game, but he's definitely a jump shooter. He's a, you right? know, he, he should be your favorite player in the game right now, Ed, because I think he, his specialty is the mid-range jumper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but... Never gonna pass Jokic. Can we talk about his game winner? Well, one, Zach, you saw the video. I did. Yeah, he's. I'm doing the. I'm doing the motion here of what he did for Sean. That was the shot or the <laughs> celebration. He went. He basically got. <laughs> there was like a pick and roll, and he went into the lane, and he kind of did his goofy, 
um, unathletic yet graceful floater with one hand with like two seconds left he to sort go of, by two. He sort of hung in the and air it, for what, what seemed like an yes. eternity and then floated the ball up, which seemed also like an eternity because it was a, a high-arcing uh, shot, and it, it went in. That was the game winner, was it, Sean, uh, Ed? Okay. Yeah, they they went up, and then um, I think I think I saw because I couldn't follow on TV, but I was I enjoy watching the play-by-play in the NBA app, um, which um, tonight was the first time I saw a stoppage blood rule um, posted on, on like the play-by-play line. So I don't know who got who got hit, but I think they attempted some type of like uh, an alley oop from the out of bounds that he did and it went out of bounds which oh. resulted in a turnover and no no game tying shot from them this is like sports center here you're giving us the whole the full full in game recap there i like that i'm happy i'm happy to do it um getting back to the uh the style concept here if you guys uh would want to take a guess as to who do you think leads the league uh, sorry is the uh and, and i guess the lowest not sure how to best say this who takes the fewest three pointers per game in the nba what's your guys guess Team. Yeah. My guess is the Grizzlies, goes the Grizzlies. They are twenty fifth out of thirty. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's good. I, it's hard to beat. The bar has been set. I mean, I literally. I mean, I'm like, I'm just trying to think of a random team that isn't the Warriors. I'm ruling out the Warriors, and I'm gonna go with the. Chicago They're surprisingly. Bulls. Wait, what wow. are the Warriors? What are the Bulls? You you win, yeah, uh, yeah. Sean. Uh, they are twenty. Sean. They are twenty six. Twenty six. Got him. That's good. Surprisingly, the Warriors are actually twelfth. Huh? Hmm. I, what do huh. they get up so much? They just don't. I don't know. What, everybody's trying to copy them and take more threes. What's what's our analysis there, Ed? Uh, I don't know. I mean, is it? Have they had some injury? I mean, they've been kind of down this year, and I can share, I can share on the pod what I shared with you guys in the group chat where I went to pick up some pizza, and the this nineteen or twenty year old kid is talking to some old codger, and the kid was saying something like, "Yeah, the Warriors suck this year, so I think it's the Celtics time," and I piped in from about fifteen feet away, Nuggets. <laughs> And they both kind of just looked at me, <laughs> and I said, "I think the Nuggets, are, I think the Nuggets are good this year." And they just kind of smiled. Oh man, not a cool answer. What kind of pizza did you get? I couldn't. Like, what were the toppings? It, it was a New York, it was a New York style 18-inch pizza. And if you ask me, if I'm if I'm left to my own devices for getting a pizza, it's going to be pepperoni, sausage, green peppers, and onions. Okay, that's what I'm going to get every time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but you had like uh, children and women to cater to. Um, well, Emily will eat that, and then I got a a big old cheese pizza for my um, for my boys that are dominating my grocery. That's a bill. great question, though. What Sean? What goes on your your pizza if you're ordering a pizza? Just on you know if you're left to order it with you know if you could just choose your your favorite pizza, what goes on it? Jalapeno pineapple. Okay. Yeah, it's a great combo. Like oh, that's a antioxidant one. from the peppers, and then like uh, like the pineapple helps uh, your brain function. Uh, yeah, and it's a really nice you know combo there. Really, I really highly recommend it. Um, it. I got that from there used to be a company that came to music festivals called Spicy Pie. They made a lot of great pizza, but the Spicy Pie, the original Spicy Pie. Jalapeno pineapple, and can't well, go that's wrong. That's good. So, I, 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 I sort of uh, do enjoy a, a good spicy pineapple. I hadn't considered on, on pizza. That's that's good. Yeah. So speaking speaking of pineapple, I made tacos, and I enjoy taking pineapple chunks and and cooking, sautéing them with the peppers and onions, and putting them on my tacos. Does anybody have any reaction to that? Yeah. Al pastor. Al pastor. Okay, Zach's on it, man. I was about to jump in there. I was like, "That's a that's an is actual." That, was, is pineapple? Pineapple. Okay. That's a traditional Mexican recipe, Mexico City recipe. I mean, I think if you're doing it like authentic, you're gonna put pork on there, but I don't think it really matters if you're having a good time with it. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pulled yeah. pork and pineapple is uh, al pastor. Oh, shave. They do. It's this whole thing where they have this like thing and they shave the pork off, but pulled pork would work for a gringo. I had some really good pulled pork tacos a couple weeks ago. How do you shave pork exactly? Is it like a like a so big ever, ham that you, you just? You ever been to a place that has gyros? 
Yeah, so it's and this you know, big, so it's big like they make this slab. Spit. It's like the exact same thing. Like uh, Middle Eastern people, it's not. It's actually didn't come to Mexico City till Middle Easterners came to Mexico City, and it's like a hybrid, the Al Pastor, of them doing the Euro stuff like that, where it's on the stick and it rotates around a flame and they shave it off. If that makes any sense, it's yeah. actually like a fusion. Sounds it's delicious. like a Middle Middle Eastern Mexican fusion food, actually. I'd probably try that. I had a. I was. I was thinking the other day, Ed, about a little bit more your uh, your rec league game uh, that you were talking about last week. I'm. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed that you you don't didn't play uh, in, in the time between our last pod and today. Are you are you gonna play again soon? Like you have a, I, a, a I your hope schedule. So. I've been. Uh, I've had to work late yesterday and today, and uh, they play tomorrow night at eight, which is what I played last week. Um, and a guy, I don't think I told you guys though. A guy had to leave. He had to get stitches. He ended up getting six stitches after taking an elbow to uh, to the face. Real um, probably something would happen if Zach was playing. Was there a blood rule stoppage elbows. for that? He definitely. Yeah, I I don't know how carefully we checked the ground, but he just kept walking <laughs> around like holding holding his mouth and then dabbing at it and shaking his head and then trying to get water. And then he said, guys, I got to go. I got to get stitches. And it turned out that was the case. So like when I was in rec basketball, I was thinking this earlier, there was like, if, if you got blood on your Jersey or something, you had to come out of the game. And then there was like this special packet that all the coaches had like in their little bag mm -hmm. kit. There was like some kind of special fluid that you like put on the blood that like, I guess made it disease free and then you could return in the game but you had to apply that special juice to the blood spot. Is there anything like that so in you your league or do you guys just you're old enough now to where if you got AIDS it just wouldn't matter you'd probably still live a healthy life? I think you're signing up for it. That's what you're signing up for when you play rec league ball um at at the at the rented court. At the Ron Parker. <laughs> Yeah, Ron Parker. That... Good, good memory. That was not at Ron Parker, but that's a good memory. Oh, what's the name of the uh, What's the name of the court that you're playing at then? What's it called? It's it's at this big facility that's called Above Athletics, and they have okay. a basketball court. And then I said it remind. I thought you would like it, Zach. That they have. I don't know if I described it right, but they have soccer, which is underneath the roof, but it's open air, like the walls are open. So you could play even when it's raining, but it's not like you're in like a gym or anything. That sounds nice. That sounds very pleasant. I would definitely yeah. be done with that. Now it is. I wouldn't play there in the summer. When you're yeah. so, what I was getting at is here. So when you're playing, and I was kind of thinking about this, and I was trying to remember our, our last time when we played in March, uh, last March. Um, what do like the other guys, and how do they address other guys? Does, is it more of like a hey, hey, bro, kind of a thing, or is it dude? <laughs> Or is it a hey man? Is that is that a regional thing? Because I'm wondering around here, it's more of a bro or a or um, a guy. I wouldn't say bro. I would say man. But these guys all seem to know each other's names, so they would uh, call each other by their okay. first names. And they kept asking me what my name was. What? Because I was this group has been playing for years on and off, like different guys coming in and out. So I was a little bit of the new guy. What yeah, I think I'm always thinking of. This. <laughs> <laughs> um. I should have just said I should have said Ted. Oh, that's um, right. <laughs> okay, sorry. Is that your restaurant then, name when when you go to a restaurant? Are you are you more of a Ted uh, when you when you put your name in at a restaurant? I don't know that I'm famous enough. The pod isn't um, successful enough for me to be famous to change my name when I'm out in public. No, I'll but people do that though. Like even if they aren't famous, I think they just change their name to like be more unique. So it's more like Ed oh. might be a common name and Ted I might be. I could have. I don't know. What would be a good what would be a good unique name? Um maybe like Ulysses. <laughs> that would be good. Millard. What name would Bob what name would Bob pick for himself? Let's talk about that. What would Bob pick for himself as an exotic name? Cougar? Cougar. That's a good one. Cougar Atkins, maybe? Um I mean that is that is his known uh pseudonym, but yeah. Yeah. Cougar Cougar Atkins. What about Sean? Uh, am I supposed to answer? For, you guys got It's a pretty common name. Yeah, if you're at, at a restaurant, a yeah. Nickname. You can't give yourself. No, a but if you're at a restaurant, have you, you ever considered, you know, putting in a different name besides Sean just to be cute? I mean, I don't advocate it. I think it's kind of silly, but people do it. 
Uh, I mean, I literally can't remember the last time I was at a restaurant that you needed to put a name <laughs> down. Red Lobster, maybe, back in like 25 years ago. When's the last time you ate at a Red Lobster? Is that even it's still been open? A long time. Uh, I went to Are one about 10 business? years ago. Maybe, 10 years? maybe yeah. 12 years ago. If, I would go for the cheddar, the cheddar biscuits. The only yeah. reason to go is for the biscuits, yeah. If you're pretty, living pretty on the beach so in Jacksonville and you find yourself at a Red Lobster, something's gone horribly wrong. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Wrong. Ed, yeah, yeah. Um, Sean, I just, I don't know why I haven't said this before, but if anybody reminds me of the dude, it's you. Like you are a real life personification of the dude. So if you put down your name as the dude when you went to a restaurant, I, I would applaud you because I think that would be befitting. Yeah. You, for the record, you have said that before, but I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm saying it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I, I'm picturing, like, I heard the birds coming through there before. Um, it's probably a, a terrible stereotype I have of India, but I just imagine that there's, like, Bengal tigers lurking around not too far away from your compound there. Yeah, I actually had this expectation, and I had a whole plan where I read online that actually tigers do respond to catnip, but just less often than, like, house cats. But there's, like, 60% chance they'll respond to catnip. Um and I had this other strategy planned out where it's like just never walk alone and also never make sure you're the slowest person in the group of people you're walking with. But it turns out there's no tigers here. There's tigers like maybe 50 kilometers from here in like a little preserve. Um, yeah, we have peacocks. And uh, there are some monkeys, but they are kind of reclusive and they really only come around like the orange and tamarind trees to steal the fruit. Um, so they've the successfully hunted out all of the dangerous predators. No, I mean, this terrain or whatever, it just isn't, like, tiger territory. They're more in the north of India, actually. And then the monkeys, like, even, like, a, one state over, it's, like, really common to see monkeys. Like, they'll come up to your table while you're eating and hang out and stuff. But uh, here, they do sell slingshots in the convenience store. And um turns out those are to deter monkey invasions. Uh, I just found out. Sean, I would like to warn you. We had a discussion for like a half an hour one day, maybe a couple weeks ago, about um, the sloth bear, which is native to India. And it's one of, it's actually the type of bear that is most uh, likely to have an attack on man. So please um, arm yourself against Baloo coming after you. Yeah, that's the scariest attack is a slow motion attack. Right, but I guess they're not really that slow. They've got these curly, like knifey fingernail things, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they have really long nails. It's pretty vicious. So Wikipedia tells me. I don't. My mom read a story about a monkey stealing someone's baby and like mauling it or something. Uh, I, I told her I thought that that would not happen to me. Um, I you bet don't she have was. A baby as of yet. I bet she was very reassured by your, by your words. Yeah, she doesn't like monkeys they, i mean they are kind of a menace like another one news article was like a monkey like stole someone's glasses off his face and like took them away and was like yeah that would be devastating personally that's a pretty good hey, pretty that, good uh, battle tactic if you know that person is blind to just steal their glasses go ahead ed no i was gonna say speaking of monkey can we talk about patino yeah um what you got i noticed I noticed I'm taking a look at his Twitter feed. He's still staying active. Um, he said on January 4th, awesome road win for Gophers men basketball. I think our, our friend Bob Othie was um, championing this game where they held Wisconsin to 14 points at halftime. Big time deflection game. I like him committing to talking about deflections as a coaching point. Didn't he talk about that last week? Or is this the same? Yeah, yeah. We No, this is. I'm just continuing on oh, with, with okay. that thought. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a picture of him. It says, great night with my American Greek friends. And I don't really know what that means. American Greek uh, friends. Okay. The both, um, the a, of course, a, the A and the G in American and Greek respectively are capitalized. So it almost makes it seem like maybe they're from like a TV show. I will note that um, Patino is wearing a scarlet um, scarf. Maybe it's to hide his bite marks that um converted him into the one of the holy undead it's just my theory i'm wondering if he 
was able to like bring in his own assistance on this gig, or do you think that he just had to kind of take what they were, were already already had? Or I know, um, I know, I know, we don't know the answer to that question because that requires googling it. But um, I just sort of how much is how much is Patino getting paid for this? I guess is my question because then from there you can kind of figure out if it's worth it for him to bring assistance and if they'd want to travel with him to get paid what might not be a lot of money. Great question. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what else we got? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this requires research. Uh, that's kind of all I had. Um, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay I don't need with... research. I need, I'm, I'm fine with wild speculation. Oh, okay. Well, what's your, what's your guess? Did you have a guess, or are we enthralled as to what Sean's doing right now? What, uh... I don't know. I, yeah, I, I just started to go walk to get some breakfast, and I figured... Sean's uh, going to get some tea. Yeah, tea and cake. Uh, yeah. Sean, Sean, can you just go up and just start interviewing people there for the pod? Uh, I could. I mean, in, like, two minutes, I'm going to pass uh, a guy's house who speaks pretty good English. But ask him if Kevin Durant is leaving the Warriors. Well, he doesn't know what that means. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> was, that, was that a dragon? <laughs> yeah, it was a dragon. It was a little. It was a little four-wheel rickshaw. I'm good yeah. with with calling it a, a recording here, and, and and Sean, we can pick it up later if you'd like to do that. Uh, handball Sean shit. Ron. Yeah, yeah. If you guys are good, I don't. Oh, Zach, you never said what um your pizza toppings were. Oh yeah, I'm 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 just a um uh, sausage uh, cheese kind of guy. Just sausage cheese. Wow, this I know what you held back. Yeah, Sean, I wish you hadn't even asked him. Yeah, well, I would just this edit that whole part. Oh, none of this is actually going to be on the pod. Everything from when you were like, I think that's it. It's gone. Nate. Just, <laughs> we'll, yeah, I could sneak it in there. So in the next segment, we'll have Israeli handball goalkeeper Ron... Guterman, who will be joining us with uh, Sean from India. Um, it's good to, um, to to finally have uh, a, a real guest on the uh, the pod here, Sean. Uh, it it, it <laughs> took you going all the way to India. Yeah, first guest. Well, we had a guest on, I suppose, two weeks ago when you uh, you ran into like a like was it a, a child like an eight year old wasn't wasn't that the yeah first like an eight year old guest? Indian child was yeah. the first official guest <laughs> first official guest yeah so we've got we've got and I'm gonna mispronounce your name but Ron Ron Guterman Ran, Ran? is it Ron yes Ron Ron Guterman yeah. Guterman that sounds very German yeah yeah my, that's uh, Polish uh, roots. Polish roots. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, so, I, I misadvertised our guest. I thought he was Israeli. Oh, well, you're from yeah. Israel. Yeah, my my uh, grand my father's uh, parents were born in Poland. So that's the surname. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. So how did you um how did you run into to because you guys are in the middle of of the, of the jungle essentially in India? How did you guys run yeah. into each other? <laughs> well. Well, there was just um, a meditation retreat. We both attended it, and we started uh, uh, talking to each other. We find we found each other friendly, and sure. started. Uh, yeah. No, Sean's a pretty friendly guy. I mean, he can get pretty pretty grumpy and grouchy sometimes, but for the most part, he's a pretty cool guy. But uh, like this morning, <laughs> earlier this morning, where we were delaying his breakfast, and he was about ready to to get very upset with with us but he he turned out to be a, you know his usual happy smiling self so it's fine um uh, so give us yeah, some background. I was hungry uh, and, well well quick i mean the whole podcast earlier was about pizza and peanuts and things like that and i'm like sitting there starving and trying to right. do my best to be a professional but i think i did a good job we'll, we'll see. it wasn't bad it wasn't bad uh you're uh so the reason why we have you on here ron is is you're uh 
You're a, is that a, like a motorcycle rolling by there? Is that what that is? <laughs> it's like a it's a rickshaw, dude. Like a three wheel motorcycle, a basically. <laughs> like a, a fancy golf cart. A rickshaw. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're called rickshaws. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're a you're a professional handballer. Is that right, Ron? Yeah, uh, I'm. I was a professional handball player in. Uh, started with uh, the under 18s uh, national team, Israel national team. Uh, this is European handball. Uh, in Israel, in US, it's not quite popular. This is like water polo, but on the court. Yeah, I think they call it this is... team handball. Is that the official American way to say it? Yeah, yeah, team handball. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There was a I've, friendly I've, I've... today yeah. between the USA and Israel and Ron updated me off air on the results uh i don't know if you'd like to share for our <laughs> viewers what the outcome there was ron yeah uh the the israeli team won 40 32 so but what was the spread do we know the vegas spread on that did, did the usa at least cover the spread what we don't know <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had usa plus nine so i'm good Oh, I see. people people do gamble on this, right? I mean, it's it's a probably a big thing in the the gambling circles, right? Um, well, in Israel it's not so popular, but in Europe it is a very popular sport. Uh, yeah. I think it's like right uh, right uh, like uh, like football is the most popular, then basketball and handball is like in a lot of countries it's the third. Like Germany is very popular, France, Spain. It's funny. Our one of our uh, one of our co, uh, uh, I guess co-hosts. I'm not sure what to call him. Bob. He he actually has a a Twitter account called Smart Handball. Did did Sean tell you about this? Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay. <laughs> did you guys look at it at all? Did you guys take a take a peek? No. Okay. Yeah, you're I mean, not missing like anything. One really. tweet yeah. ever. Yeah. Do we I know if Bob's intention was for like the American handball or the uh, team handball when he made the account or is it like universal handball account well he was he was i think he was like actually uh using hashtags that that were like the team handball the the european handball variety so they were actually geared towards what ron is is familiar with it wasn't the american variety so he was he was going international <laughs> yeah okay. yeah yeah i don't know if he's got any followers yet but he's he's working hard and uh Maybe maybe Ron's uh, <laughs> Ron's inclusion uh, on this podcast will will get us uh, at least a couple more more followers. It'll go viral in the international handball community. Yeah, it's, it has to. I mean, do you when when's the last time you played handball, Ron? Have you played recently? Yeah, so actually, I played until last season. This was uh, last April, uh, this previous April, and well, after that, I decided to stop. Yeah. Is it is it really like intense? Do you, is it like is, are, is it like a high risk injury sport? Can you get injured very easily? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very aggressive. Like uh, the fouls are very aggressive. Um, uh, people grab, people uh, push, people like you know fall. It's very aggressive. Yeah, and, uh, and you're playing on a hard court, right? It's like a it's like a it's like a hard floor, right? This is like a basketball court, like uh, right, the same, right, the yeah. same floor. Yeah. And you're not wearing pads, right? It's just you're wearing a shirt uh, and some shorts, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's like a shirt and a shirt. Actually, but I was a goalkeeper. Oh, so you're you're wearing pads if you're a goalkeeper, right? Yeah, I was yeah. wearing also. Uh, how do you say it? Like a shield for the a cup, cup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, cup. That's how yeah, you say I it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got hit a couple of times. Is that why yeah, you, you quit? learned your lesson? <laughs> was that was that the end of your career? Is that the, was that the downfall? No. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. No, uh, goaltending goal probably yeah. Goal goaltending goal is probably difficult uh, in that sport, considering I have no idea how it's played. So that's <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Sean, what else have you uh, picked up? Uh, you know, with the whole handball thing, I, I have you guys talked about like the, uh, you know, what was it invented like before basketball or was it invented after basketball? I, don't, I can't remember. We, we talked about this earlier today. Do we well, know when handball was, was invented? 
Yeah, I think it was invented in Germany. Um, I'm not sure. I would say start of the of the last like start of the twentieth uh, uh, century, like uh, beginning of nineteen hundred. And I'm not sure when, but yeah, actually in the beginning it was like football. It was like soccer. It was like eleven, eleven against eleven, like on a football court, like grass. And then it sure. changed. Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, how much time ago. That yeah, that probably requires you know going to a to a college to learn that kind of information. Uh, yeah, no one really knows. Like, like, what are the origins of basketball, Sean? We know it was like you know the whole the whole glorious peach basket story, but like beyond that, yeah, do you really Naismith. Know? Every yeah, everybody gets taught. You don't. I don't know. In Nebraska, I guess they don't really care. But yeah, it did. Naismith invented basketball. It was like a gym class thing, and he invented it uh, like somehow for the girls to be able to play or something along those lines. Yeah, he just made it up and like he was like a PE teacher or something. And now it's yeah. like do we okay, so Ron, like internationally, would we consider basketball to be like the second most popular sport in the world or am I missing a sport? Oh. Yeah, I think it will be like that. Yeah, like I think like all over Europe, uh it's right behind football and yeah. I would say basketball ahead of, ahead of basketball. Oh no, no, we're saying Football number one, uh, basketball, basketball number, number two. two, European okay. football number one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think basketball is number two. Uh, and this is this is above cricket. Nobody, nobody, uh, is there in Europe? Like, what is the? Do people follow cricket at all? No, no, not at all. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Cricket, is it popular yeah. in in the US? Yeah. No, not at all. No, not at all. Not nobody at all. even knows no. what it is. Yeah, I think cricket is mostly just like uh, India, Africa, and uh, like what do you call the South Pacific, like uh, Australia, oh, yeah. New Zealand places, whatever they call that region. Yeah, my coworker from Zimbabwe is big into cricket, and that's the only sport he really follows. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I got, man. I don't really have any other questions. I, I think it was a uh, really really fun here that you guys were able to to take ten minutes away of your your day are you guys gonna go meditate now i mean it's that we're always meditating we're always... well so am i okay but you're also gonna go now. yeah <laughs> well right no, i have yeah. some more questions actually i mean you can edit that part out where you just quit the podcast right exactly keep going yeah, no. Keep going, yeah. no well i wanted to I, I made a promise to peter that uh, i would address um we've been kind of hold on there's actually a an actual motorcycle tricycle no it has three wheels in the back and one in the front going by um i made a promise to peter we've been investigating the local sports scene here and you know you get the football cricket uh, the kids tried to show me some kind of really bizarre wrestling match but i was in a shop in town the other day and this guy was watching something on his phone with like loud crowd roars and um i was like whoa, what are you watching, football? And he was like, no, 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 no. And he was like, it's Tagowa or something. And I was like, what is Tagowa? <laughs> and he, like, shows me the phone, and it's literally, like, competitive professional tug of war here played in India. And it's, like, teams of, like, 12 men on each side, and they're having these, like, tug of war bouts with, like, crowds cheering them on. And I, and he, like, points to a trophy on his desk, and he's like, yeah, man, I play tug of war too. And he's, like, showing me all these clips <laughs> And it was like it was actually pretty in, like like it was the one he showed me was like a pretty epic like the one team was like massively losing like they seemed to never move like it's just like twelve Indian guys like leaning at a forty five degree angle and <laughs> they're the like rope, feet are slipping yeah them. with a rope they have a really elaborate technique but then like it got really dramatic because the one team was like about to win and then all of a sudden like one guy slipped and the other team started like pulling them and the other team came all the way back and like ripped them across the line like they got super hyped but um yeah tug of war is the third sport that i've seen here do, and um do you know whoa really do you know are, are they allowed yeah. to wrap their hands around uh with the rope or is that is that frowned upon the way they had it was like if i could describe like okay have you ever seen somebody carrying like buckets of water where they put it over their shoulders and then kind of like um I know exactly. Like it's what over you're their shoulder. About. Yeah, they had the rope like that. 
is how they they weren't holding it like we would hold a tug of war rope where you're like holding it in front of you like uh, pulling. So a they door were using handle. more of their 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 necks and torsos to to leverage. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a mechanics thing there where um they could. Yeah, like it's more leverage, I guess, if the rope is up high and they're somehow putting I all bet their body a, weight. Like a Wikipedia page about this. Yeah, I'm sure like university professors have like perfected this technique. But anyway, tug of war, uh, something to keep an eye on. Perhaps uh, underutilized area of athletic development in the states. Um. Well, we had a tug of war competition uh, at our, uh, you know, my employer held one. Uh, as part of like a you know like a an employee <laughs> you know team building thing right and uh, uh-huh. that was one of the events was a was a tug of war so that's that's you know it's the kind of thing that's reserved for more of uh, you know the corporate enterprise environment as opposed to ah. you know, uh, a televised uh, you know uh, exciting sporting event like you know like like darts or uh, snooker darts. It seems really dangerous, honestly, the tug of war. I would next year though, when you have your corporate event, I would examine the uh, technique of these Indian pro teams because it's well, really elaborate, I, I and I bet you could just yeah. dominate. Like you could just show up the whole crowd with your tug of war skills. Like um, if I could just get like a group of like five really like unathletic skinny guys like myself, but if we have the right technique, we can like overpower the the bigger you know, more stronger uh, athletic guys at the company. Because those guys all yeah, gang pretty... up and try to, you know, overpower everybody with their, you know, sheer brute force. Uh, yeah, brains over brawn actually yeah. applies to tug-of-war also. Um, oh, before Indeed. we go, I wanted to I wanted to ask Ron, like, one more question um, regarding, like, I'm curious what... Um, uh, how did you make this transition from a uh, professional athlete uh, to Zen meditator? And like, is there any connection there that, um, yeah, like how did that come about? Or do you, was it like a total, like, uh, I'm going to change directions entirely? Or did you see like a continuous kind of like adaptation from athletics to meditation? Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, like, Let's say eight, about a year and a half, I was like about 18. Uh, I, I decided to be like really, like really focused on handball. I decided like that's going to be 100% of my focus. And I really put all my efforts there. And um, and uh, about just before 20, I turned 20, uh, we had like uh, an international tournament uh, qualification for the European Championship with the Israeli under 20. Uh, we were in Georgia and we had their, I was really like, that That was I think my peak, uh, my peak form. Yeah. yeah, so we were there and I was all my mind into it. And we had three games and each game uh, they choose the, they choose the um, uh, most valuable, man of the ma- most valuable player of every team. So actually, in those three matches, I was chosen three times, like the, <laughs> the most valuable of the Israeli team. Yeah, so that was like really my peak performance. But the moment it finished, I was like, is that it? Like, it's just finished and and like, what now? Uh-huh. Like, sort of. And then I, I understood, like, it came to me, like, I understood that, this is not uh, really the meaning of my life. Like I can't say that this is my life mm. because I was really into it. I was 100% all my focus. And then I started to inquire, like uh, mainly the question, what's the meaning of life? Uh, started with philosophy, and then I encountered Alan Watts. If you know Alan Watts, yeah, some of our listeners are big Alan Watts fans, actually. Yeah, one I guess. one of the He's two great. listeners. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, not to interrupt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, I started to listen to him, and I really liked it. And then I realized that he mostly speaks about Zen. So I started reading books, and I started practicing and listening to lectures and like that. And yeah. So actually, for me, the moment I understood that hand, like that, 
this is not my uh, this is not uh, this handball will not satisfy me I immediately understood okay that's not for me like that was like that was like a cut it took it took about like two years until I finally uh, quit handball like this April but yeah I just uh, that was like totally change of focus so you're done playing handball 100% for good for life yeah yeah actually yeah and the, the funny thing is that like uh, a week ago I was talking with my aunt and she was asking me like uh, if I miss something you know and I was thinking and you know I miss my family in this trip yeah uh, in this trip now uh, so I miss my family, I miss my friends, like that, you know, and it didn't come up to me, the handball thing. Yeah. I, I, I was playing handball since I was like eight years old, and it didn't come up to me. And then I was thinking, wow, like, it really, I didn't even think of it. So it's really, yeah, it was a dramatic shift. Wow. So you More to life playing since... than just sports. What? Yeah. More to life than just sports. Yeah. Yeah. More to life than just sports. Wow. Yeah, but you you've been playing since you were eight. Like, was that a decision that you made when you were eight, or did was that was your family push it into you? Is that a thing in in your culture? I don't know how that how that what, that's, um, what it's like outside of America. Yeah. So in Israel, the sport is not so popular, but in my city, it is very like we have a team in the first league, and it's a, it's quite a small city. So so this is quite popular in my city. Like everyone knows the sport. Um. But, you know, I started it as, you know, just um, like, uh, how do you say, class? Like uh, school? Yeah. Or, like, yeah, rec... No, I don't know. Class. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if, you know, yeah. like, uh, yeah, and then... A uh, leisure activity for an eight-year-old? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I started like that, and uh, I was quite good, and then slowly I got into, um, like... We we start in Israel, uh, going into sec uh, like how do you say secondary school like yeah, high school we would call high school yeah. yeah so we start in high school to in Israel to gather a national team like very young like age uh, twelve I think uh huh so yeah so I was always there and you know but I, I was uh, quite serious but uh, not but I really decided like that I'm going to put all my focus there like. About age 17, 18. Okay, one one final thing uh, the whole world wants to know before we go. Ron, uh, favorite pizza toppings? <laughs> last last pizza you ever have, what's going on? Wow, it? that was a long time ago, actually. Le uh, the best pizza toppings would be... Um, wow. I see you didn't give Ryan any forewarning on this question. Okay, good. No, yeah. no, yeah. Well, I, I like, I think I like, oh, oh, yeah, onions. onions <laughs> for sure, onions. onions. Okay, I onions is a big choice. I do like just onion a lot. Uh, it's like my kind of go-to because a lot of places I don't mess with the pineapple jalapeno. But just onion is a, a really nice underrated choice. And uh, honestly, I've had more just onion pizza than any other kind of pizza in my life. But, uh, <laughs> I, I agree. Guess not it's a, a big good thing choice in, uh, in Israel. Yeah. No, they don't eat a lot of pizza in Israel. Oh, <laughs> we eat, we have some pizza. Yeah. Some pizza. Yeah. No pepperoni though. No. Okay. We eat kosher. <laughs> Sean, you should you should hey Sean before uh, sometime today you should show him a clip of, uh, of of Bill Raftery on YouTube saying onions. Okay, that would be oh, highly recommended. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yes. Okay, perfect. 